Welcome, welcome, welcome to the third episode of the Washed Up Has Been's podcast. I'm Alec the Avocado Martinez, joined by my co-host, Tyler Lil Bill Gibson. Nope. <laughs> he is still not okay with the Lil Bill nickname. If you go check out our Instagram page, Tyler is the first profile that we've done on members of our Washed Up Has Been's league that starts next Sunday. And uh, if you have an idea for a nickname for Tyler, feel free to leave a comment or tweet at us at Washed Up Has Been's. Uh, brand new Twitter. Go give us a follow and uh, maybe maybe give us some nickname ideas for Tyler. <laughs> We're going to get started today. We're going to have a mock draft. We've got a couple guys joining us from our Washed Up Has Been's League. They're not here on the podcast, but they will be involved in the draft. We're doing the draft on the Sleeper app. That's where we're running our Washed Up Has-Beens League. If you haven't uh, downloaded it yet or aren't using it for your league, you should check it out. It's a great app and really a lot more interactive and fun than, than most of the other uh, league setting or setups that I've used, ESPN, Yahoo, those two particular. I haven't used much NFL, NFL.com. First, we, before we get there, we're going to touch on some news this week. I think uh, – Tyler, I think somebody retired. I'm not sure if I remember exactly who Andrew Luck, maybe. Yeah, yeah, that's the word on the street. Uh, I was actually in the middle of a draft, and fortunately for me, uh, wasn't really a guy I was targeting, and I wasn't really getting in on Ty or Marlon Mack at the time. So, but it was far enough in the draft that all three of those guys had already gone. So very unfortunate for a few people in that league that I was in. So just really, really just rude timing of it all. It actually worked out great for me. I had two drafts the next day. I had Andrew Luck all over my draft boards with him falling so far because of the injury. I figured he'd be a great late round grab for me, you know, to pair with a guy like Kyler Murray. And luckily that news came in on Saturday and not Sunday. So thank you, Andrew Luck, for your choice to retire on Saturday. But we want to talk about, real quickly, Tyler, the the fantasy effect. Obviously, everybody's talking about it right now. It's fair. It is it is the, the biggest topic in fantasy news right now. What does it do for you for, for the big three there in, I guess, big four? Uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll go with three. T.Y. Hilton, Marlon Mack, and then the tight end situation between Jack Doyle and Eric Ebron. Well, uh, obviously they're all downgraded. How significantly can be up for debate. Um, I think that T.Y. is happy as he is for his guy, Andrew Luck, to just go find happiness has got to be pretty upset. I I, I don't even know if I see him breaking 1,000 yards now. And honestly, that's a guy that you know you could have seen going for 1,200 or, or more. Um in a good Andrew Luck year. So, I don't know, somewhere between 800 and 1,000 yards for T.Y. now, um, which is huge. I mean, I, I wouldn't – I already wasn't really targeting, but, I, but I mean, you, you might be moving him down as far as, like, the fifth round now. Um, I can see that. I personally – I'm for those of you who don't know, T.Y. Hilton is my guy. Uh, I've drafted T.Y. Hilton every year of his career in multiple leagues. I'm a big T.Y. believer. I have I was I had him whenever Jacoby Brissett was his, was his quarterback last time. How many yards did he get then? He got close to a thousand. He got in the nine hundreds, which is exactly a good. It's exactly where he could land this year. Now I would point to the fact that Brissett has had time to grow and mature. He's still only twenty six, I think. He's been in that. He's been behind Andrew. You know, in that offense. You know, now going on two years. Um, I think Brissett can shock some people. 
the biggest thing for T.Y. Hilton is how often is he going to get the ball thrown to him downfield. T.Y. Hilton is one of the best downfield threats in the NFL. And if he doesn't get that opportunity, then that's where he's going to take the biggest hit. He's going to get receptions. I, I still see him having a high reception number, especially in the screen game. Brissett's going to – they'll do a lot of RPOs and, and give uh, T.Y. An, an opportunity to get some screen passes. But the, the question is how often are they going to throw downfield with Brissett? Early on last year they didn't do it with Luck, but they started to open up at the end of the year. And that's what's got to happen for T.Y. to now outplay his new value, which is fourth or fifth round. <laughs> Tyler, moving on to uh, – Hold on, hold on. Helm's upset. Helm's upset about this. we got a couple guys that are waiting on us, and he asked if we were doing an intro or a monologue for Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> They're waiting on us to get the mock draft going, but they we got a couple keep, more notes. They can just keep complaining. They're 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 UT fans, so that would explain. One's a UT fan, one's a Redskins fan, so that should explain you who we're dealing with here. Anyway, hold on, hold on. So Marlon Mack, I think, actually takes the least hit here out of any of them. Uh, I mean, you know, if anything, he, apart from the offense clearly just not being elite, I mean, he's he could potentially see more work than he was gonna see in a way, and so. I'm not saying I'm giving him an upgrade. I would still temper expectations. He might not have as high of a ceiling, but he's definitely not taking a big hit with this with this loss. I think I upgrade him a little bit because I think he's going to get a few more pass-catching opportunities, a few more dump-downs than he would with Andrew Luck. I think we're going to see a lot more safer play calls, which means screens to the running back, uh, you know, routes with or, or, or plays with, with one look downfield. You, you check your number one guy. You check T.Y. If he's not there, you go to your check down running back. I think that's a lot less progression. Uh, so let's what, – what about, what about the tight end situation? Well, Eric Ebron is an unknown. He wasn't there in 2017. Last time we saw this offense operating with Jacoby Brissett. But a guy that hasn't really been getting much love this offseason since uh, – Ebron came in last year and took over in the red zone is Jack Doyle. And that's a guy that Jacoby Brissett had shown a good rapport with and was kind of his, uh, his safety net there. And so I could definitely see him becoming pretty relevant. I don't know if it just makes them both not good options or if they can both thrive. Um, it's just something that we're going to have to see play out. But, I mean, definitely Ebron down, Jack Doyle up a little bit. Neither one of them really on my radar. I concur with that one. I, I didn't have Ebron high on my radar to begin with. That touchdown regression was going to have to come down no matter what. Uh, and, and so now I just really don't think – I don't think that he's on my radar at all at this point. Maybe late, late, late in case of uh, just – if there's – I'm taking a flyer on a tight end late maybe. But highly unlikely that that's going to happen. Uh, the only other thing you might think of with that offense is I would completely take off any – other wide receivers from my board, Paris Campbell in particular, I'd go ahead and take them all off my board. Other news, I was at this game. Houston and Cowboys played on Saturday night as well. Lamar Miller, second play of the game. He goes down, torn ACL and MCL. Tyler, the running back situation there could be a good one. I think Lamar Miller has done a decent job. He's been a an average fantasy contributor, and I think that if – Somebody were to get that role, they're they're going to be rostered if if they're able to get that first first uh, that full time role that Lamar Miller kind of played. Is it Duke Johnson or do you see him going outside? Either way, what is it? What is hap- What happens for Duke Johnson? Well, I think Duke Johnson definitely gets a bump, and that's obviously just gonna it's gonna depend on who they go after. I don't think that they 
think that Duke Johnson is a guy that can handle an entire workload on his own. So, you know, you heard uh, you heard rumors of Jay Ajayi the other night. Um, that hasn't come to fruition yet. Uh, obviously, everybody's clamoring for them to just go ahead and trade for Melvin Gordon. But uh, if I'm not mistaken, their GM situation is kind of non-existent. I think that Bill O'Brien is kind of the guy running things there, him or the owner. I just – if they did make a trade for Melvin Gordon, they would be getting fleeced because of lack of experience. They wouldn't really – work it out and for that fact I think that they're just going to be afraid to do anything big like that I I, I think Jay Ajayi is a strong option there um, we'll see I, I think they're going to stick with Duke for me Duke jumps up into fifth round uh, probably fifth round pick for me is where I'd start looking at Duke possibly even late fourth depending on what happened in, in the draft the running back situations I'm a big fan of Duke out of the backfield as a pass catcher had him in a few leagues. Today's draft is going to be a half PPR. So if you got a half PPR, PPR league, Duke Johnson has flex value no matter what. And if they don't go sign anybody, I think they're going to at least give Duke a shot. And that, to me, is worth it. So Duke Johnson getting a plus in my book. Some guys returning to practice looking to or, or looking like they're going to be on schedule for week one that's going to be important going into your drafts this week. Amari Cooper, for one, looks like he's going to be on schedule to start week one. Keenan Allen going through a little bit of an injury bug, but it looks like he'll be ready to start week one. And Kiki Kuti also looks like he's going to be ready to start week one for the Texans. Tyler Jordan Reed also went down with a concussion last week, and we had just been bragging on him about how he had been look, you know, clean slate of health, and then he gets his, I believe, fourth concussion, uh, third since joining the NFL. Are you back out on Jordan Reed? Um, unfortunately, we've got a – Redskins fan in our league and as he would say that guy's got scrambled eggs for brains and that might be the case but Jay Gruden seems to think that he will be fine for week one and if he can clear concussion protocol which in the past he has been shown to not be able to do that for several weeks if not months but if he can obviously I think he's still a good good tight end to take a flyer on if you miss out on all the uh, top-end talent. I, I, I'm out on Jordan Reed. I don't trust it. I'd rather take a guy like Greg Olson if I'm taking a court, uh, tight end that late, maybe even Mark Andrews. Uh, I just don't think that, that Jordan Reed's going to be able to stay healthy. Not with concussions, especially with how they monitor, monitor them these days. I, I wouldn't be shocked if this is one of the last seasons we ever see Jordan Reed play football. If he plays this year, I, I think that there's going to be a strong chance that he misses quite a few games just because of his injury history and with this concussion being so close to the start of the season. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that too. Uh, yeah, I definitely think that he's he's reached the end of his rope and this is a uh, last call here for Jordan Reed. Other than that, Tyler, uh, like I said, another guy returning to practice, Anthony Miller, but can't really – uh, think of anybody. Obviously, you know we we the Zeke situation is still up in the air. That's going to probably be a, a part of this discussion here in our mock draft. I want to go ahead and get into that so we can get started. Don't take up too much of your time. We're drafting in a ten-team draft, half PPR. There is three. I'm sorry, two extra uh, human drafters. Put it that way. We uh, we wanted to get a human element to the draft. You'll notice throughout your drafts that you can, if you do a bunch of mock drafts and you do it with the computer and not on ESPN with the live mock drafts, you'll find where people, where players' value should be. But when you find that you get into a draft, and this happened to me on Saturday, and people start going off 
script, you've got to learn how to adapt. And so we're going to talk a bit about that today and see how this thing goes. The guys we got joining with us are both from our Washed Up Has-Beens League. One is our reigning champion. Oh, he'll be happy to hear us uh, mention that. He's complained that he hasn't gotten any love in the first two episodes. This, so. this was my guy. I, I rooted for this guy. I gave him, I think, the key piece to his victory in a trade. And then I found out he's a Redskins fan. So I'm all out on Kevin. Uh, that was once my guy. But Kevin is joining us. He will be drafting in the fifth spot. Yep. And then also joining us is a longtime member of the league and one of the more active members. This guy, when he starts to trade, he just goes on a tirade. He will trade as many and, and times as he can in a day. Just once he gets the itch, he can't stop it. I, he might have a problem. <laughs> well, um, you know, it hasn't turned into uh, what I would call fantasy success yet. He had his best chance last oh, year. shots fired. He had his best chance last year where he drafted the most incredible team that we've ever seen. And I told him to just leave it alone, and I knew that he wouldn't. And he traded away his depth for even better players, but then... Injury bug hit one or two of his guys, and he had no one left. Tyler, you better hope this podcast blows up because you're 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 talking about your employer in a very aggressive way. He is my boss, and uh, yeah, I, that's that's how much I care about my fantasy takes. I'm putting my butt on the line. Those two will be joining us today. Very knowledgeable and talented fantasy guys. They they know what to do. They they've been around the block a few times. So we'll be interested interested to see what, what they do in this draft. We're going to get started. I'm going to be at the number one pick, and Tyler will be at the number four pick. I forgot to mention Helm will be at the – Nathan will be at the ninth pick. So we've got human human players voting at one – or picking at one, four, five, and nine. The rest are going to be sleeper bots. Again, the sleeper app, they do a good job in the mock draft, drafts of mix, mixing things up without going too crazy. But we did want to get some human element to it. So I'm going to kick things off. I'm going to kick things off with the first pick. For me, this is a no-brainer. I'm going Saquon Barkley. I, I can understand the argument for Christian McCaffrey and Alvin Kamara. I understand the questions about the rest of the offense, but me and Tyler have talked about this time and time again. The most important thing for these guys is opportunity, and nobody in the league has as much opportunity as Saquon Barkley. He is their number one receiver. He is their only running back. I don't even know another running back on the Giants roster. Maybe Wayne Gallman if he's still there. Yeah, I don't know. Is Orleans Darkwell still there? Maybe. And I'm a Cowboys fan, so we see him twice a year, and I don't know who the backup running back is. They don't get a guy in there to spell Barkley at all. And you can make the same argument for Christian McCaffrey, but I don't think that McCaffrey – McCaffrey's got more weapons around him. He's got DJ Moore. They've got Curtis Samuel. They've got Greg Olson. They're gonna, they've got Cam Newton who can use his legs. There is more options in, in Carolina. I don't expect them to use him the same way they did this year. I don't think they liked the way that they used him last year. So I'm going Saquon Barkley. The sleeper bot is going to – Select the next pick. It will take Christian McCaffrey. And in the third pick, it will take, this is big for Tyler, Alvin Kamara. And that leaves Tyler with a tough spot for a Cowboys fan. Zeke Elliott's on the board, Tyler. What are you doing? Um, Honestly, I I believe that they're going to get a deal done. 
Um, uh, part of me thinks that Zeke, you know, he's probably not big on the preseason anyway. Why not go to Cabo? You know, the Cowboys aren't going to send their best offer until basically the day after Labor Day. I mean, they know that Zeke's got to get in there to have a full week of practice before the season. Preseason's not really important. They know that he's keeping in shape. Um, I I think that we're going to see a deal done here before the season gets started, and he's going to be good to go week one. Um, I I don't think that you can uh, you can pass on him here. It is risky, but you know you are seeing a, a slight drop off. I mean, David Johnson could return to his former glory. There's more question marks around that, I think, than if Zeke comes back and plays. He's gonna be he he's gonna be right in there in the mix for uh, the top spot with Saquon, McCaffrey, and Kamara. So I'm going to go Zeke here, and I'm not going to think twice about it, honestly. So Zeke with the fourth pick. We're going to sit on Kevin, wait for Kevin to take a pick. He's got DeAndre Hopkins, David Johnson, Devontae Adams, and Le'Veon Bell sitting in this area. I expect him to go running back. Either way, this is a good. This is a spot that we talked about in the draft. Where really, you don't want to be five to seven, five to eight is a, is a really tough spot depending on how many teams you're in, because you you're not going to get a top end running back in this year's draft, and you're not going to get a you're probably not going to get a great running back on the turn. So for for once, and normally this is the case, but really this year more than more than others. This, for me, is the worst place to be. I don't want to be picked five, six, or seven. Honestly, you know, in years past, I mean, there's really only been uh, one or two guys. I mean, it's been, you know, it's been a situation where it's like, okay, do I take Bell or do I take uh, AP? There hasn't really been, you know, this many, and not that there's a lot, obviously, but this many elite 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 running backs. And so to just fall right outside of that. And Kevin goes with James Connor. He jumps the the David Johnson and he jumps, he jumps the receivers. 20. Yeah. Do do you what do you think of that? Um not where I would have gone with that. Um I mean the the Steelers offense could still hum. I mean, Big Ben's going to throw for over 4000 yards. They're going to they're going to move the ball. Juju's look good in preseason. They have a great uh, uh, just a great eye for talent at receivers, so they're going to work that out. That's not going to be an issue replacing Antonio Brown, I don't think. Um, and uh, Vance McDonald adds another weapon that they haven't really uh, had in the past, and I, I think that he's going to have his opportunities, but I just don't know that it's better than David Johnson or Le'Veon Bell or even DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, I Passing uh, after Connor, the sleeper bots took Devonta Adams, David Johnson, and then Le'Veon Bell leading into Hopkins at pick nine. And if you get David Johnson at pick seven, be happy with that. I think that's a, a great spot for, for you to get a guy like David Johnson. Then we got Helm taking DeAndre Hopkins, which I think is the right pick there. You take the best player available, and, and that's definitely DeAndre Hopkins right there. So uh, Julio Jones goes 10th. And then to start the second round, Odell Beckham Jr. goes. So you've got four big-time receivers off the board. Shockingly... All before Michael Thomas. It, it, me personally here, if I'm on the turn, I'm taking Michael Thomas. I know that I've already got DeAndre Hopkins, but you got an opportunity to get a, a very top-end wide receiver, two top-end wide receivers. I think you're setting yourself up in a good spot. You didn't expect. Ex, ex, there he goes. Expect, and there goes Helm. He's going to take Michael Thomas, just as I had said. That does limit the the 
receivers available, but I do tell you that does make me a little excited about what could come around to me at running back. Nick Chubb and then Tyreek Hill are the next two off the board. And then before Kevin's pick ooh, is going to be Todd Gurley. We were wondering when Gurley was going to go. Middle of the second round I think is appropriate. Tyler, the more that I think about it, I, I'm, I'm, I would consider taking Todd Gurley at the end of the first round. Maybe over Le'Veon Bell. I think the biggest thing for me is that Gurley, when he is playing, and, and all all signs point that he will play. Oh yeah, that he is a he is a top five running back. Well, he scored thirty rushing touchdowns in the past two seasons. I mean, he's just got phenomenal opportunity in a high powered offense with Sean McVay calling the plays. They're going to get him the rest that they need, but I just don't know if. It just spells success for him. I mean, is he going to have to sit out almost every practice during the week to make sure that his knee his knee stays in check? Is he going to be healthy for fantasy playoffs? Those type of questions. I just I don't know if it's worth it to me. Um, but uh, we see uh, we see Joe Mixon go off the board right after that to Kevin. So he started off with two solid running backs, and uh, and we're here on my pick now. Um, on the board, we've got Dalvin Cook, we've got Juju Smith-Schuster, we've got Travis Kelsey still here at 2-7, um, Mike Evans, Pat Mahomes. Really, for me here, Juju Smith-Schuster kind of being the last stop on kind of that one of those top tier one or two receivers. Mike Evans, I think, is definitely a tier below Juju. Um, I think I'm going to go ahead and jump at the opportunity to take Dalvin Cook I'll have to be sure to try to lock up his handcuff Madison later, but uh, I think I'm going to go with Dalvin Cook here, and I'm going to I'm going to take care of my receivers in the next couple rounds. So Dalvin Cook goes to Tyler. That's a bummer for me because that's definitely who I was looking to take. After Dalvin Cook is going to be Juju. There he goes off the board, and then with the ninth pick is Travis Kelsey, and that puts me in a weird spot. I am at the turn. Again, Evans there, Mahomes, Antonio Brown, and then really the running backs at that point, you've got Damian Williams, Leonard Fournette, on Johnson. Typically, I like to take back-to-back running backs. But we've talked about before about playing what the draft gives us. I look at some of these running backs that could go in the third round and what could be coming back around to me. This is tough. You, you counting on a guy like... Uh... Chris Carson or something like that getting back to you in the fourth or that's just a tough tough go around that's a that's a long time that's 20 picks or 19 picks till I go again I'm having trouble here I think you got to take one receiver here I think I'm gonna go ahead and take a B or Mike Evans I'm gonna take Antonio Brown I'm gonna start with Antonio Brown there at the end of the second if you're in a keeper league this would be a good time to try to plan out uh, this is a good way to plan out when you're going to keep guys. If you're going to keep them based on where they were drafted last year, you might take it a little bit differently. Go think about it a little bit more closely. Whichever guy you like more, you want to be sure to put that third-round tag on him. But I'm going, with, I'm going with Antonio Brown. I like his upside. And then I'm going to pass over Damian Williams and Leonard Fournette. I'm going to leave them on the board. I don't trust Damian Williams in his situation. I don't think Leonard Fournette offers as much upside in a half PPR league as my guy, carry on my wayward son, Johnson. Oh, man. I don't know about that. I, 
I like him, but there's a lot of other guys on the board there. There, there are some guys on the board that I like, but carry on to me is a he's a a very talented player that could easily be a three down back. We look at what he has available there in in Detroit around him, and there's not a whole lot. So Patrick Mahomes goes uh, after and in the third round. Me and Tyler have talked exclusively at how that's way too early for a quarterback. I don't care how good he is. I just think that's too early when you can get a lot of value and you never know which one of these guys that you're going to get in the eighth and ninth round. They're going to be top five, top six guys. So the sleeper bot can have him. Let the other guys in your league that want to take Mahomes because he's got the name and because of his great season that's surely going to regress. Let them take him. Mike Evans goes with the third pick, and here we are, Tyler, with your third round pick. Yeah, so having gone – couple of running backs to start it off, and uh, the running backs have kind of dropped off now to that next tier. I'm definitely looking at receiver here, and I know that it's half PPR, and my guy is more of a PPR guy, but I'm going to go with Keenan Allen here. Wow. 100%. Over, over Adam Thielen. Over Adam Thielen. I think Stephon Diggs has a good chance at overtaking Adam Thielen, finally taking another step this year. And uh, I mean, I, th- I think that Diggs is going to get more of the uh, more of the touchdowns, and I think he's going to ultimately end up with more of the yards. So Keenan Allen is going to be my guy here. Well, that's going to get us to Kevin. Kevin's going to have a minute on the clock. Kevin, I know you're not listening to us right this second, but I hope you're paying attention because you only have a minute here to draft. He's got uh, a few good receivers on the board. I'm sure he's going to take Adam Thielen. I think this is going to be a no-brainer for him. I think Adam Thielen falls real close to Mike Evans in that that borderline tier uh, tier two guys. He does not. Oh, three running backs. Wow. He goes three running backs. He go. He's going running back heavy here. Goes Damian Williams, Leonard Fournette goes after that. Then Aaron Jones and Devontae Freeman. Uh, run on third round running backs, which this is something you should you should excuse me you should expect. There is a ton of third round running backs in this draft that are that are very close to being RB ones. There's a lot of great receivers still on the board. Helm is on the board here. Speaking of those great receivers, he's looking at Thielen, Hilton, Cooper, Diggs, all those guys available. But he had DeAndre Hopkins and Michael Thomas to start off his draft. So and he goes with Josh Jacobs. Rookie running back out of Oakland. I think that's a great pick at the end of the third round. It's sleeper bot loading up on receivers there at pick ten. <laughs> yeah. Wow. The the and this is what we this is what you've got to prepare for. The last receiver the last pick is a sleeper bot on his third and fourth round turn. He took Adam Thielen and T. Y. Hilton, which means that the sleeper bot now has Julio Jones, Odell Beckham Jr., Adam Thielen, and T. Y. Hilton. Interesting choice, but I trust Sleeper. They know what they're doing. This puts Helm back on the board. He's got about 30 seconds to pick here. I assume he's going to go another running back. He, I, I, I mean, knowing Helm the way that Could I do. Could he go Kittle? Could I, he go Kittle here? I think I think he's going to go running back. I have I, I feel like he's going to go with Chris Carson. Ooh. He goes Kittle. Well, he is your boss. You know him better than me. <laughs> After Kittle is David Montgomery, Stephon Diggs, Chris Carson, and then with his first receiver, Kevin takes Amari Cooper, and that puts Tyler back on the board. I tell you, man, you you know you know that I've I've really been targeting Diggs and Cooper this this off season. And Carson, you lost all three of your guys in consecutive picks. There, that's that's tough news for me. Um, really, 
really don't love the drop off here, but for me personally, it's it's clear who I'm taking, and it's a guy that you are super out on um, at all times, and it's it's going to be Brandon Cooks. Uh, I definitely don't think Cooks should go in front of Robert Woods, especially in a PPR half PPR league. But you know, this is why I'm, I'm going to be more successful than you. Oh, that'll be a first. So Melvin Gordon, after Tyler goes Marlon Mack and Melvin Gordon, leaving me again in a bad situation with running backs. This is why having Saquon Barkley is so important in this draft because it just there isn't a lot of options falling down to me here in the fourth and fifth rounds. Melvin Gordon was definitely a guy that I considered. I've taken him in in a couple other leagues in the fifth round just because I think that if he does come back and I have that opportunity to get him in my draft, that he's a first, easily a uh, a RB1, possibly a top five guy for the time that he's back. So that leaves me with some receiver options, Julian Edelman, Robert Woods, Chris Godwin. And then at running back, I'm looking at Derrick Henry, Mark Ingram, Sonny Michelle. I think that I'm going to go – I know who you're going with receiver here. I'm going receiver, receiver. I'm going Robert Woods, and, and then Godwin. I'm going Chris Godwin. Got to. Guys, both guys are high on my draft board. I passed on Mike Evans for this reason. This is exactly why I passed on Mike Evans was to have a shot at Chris Godwin. This gets us back to Tyler's pick. After Godwin in the fifth round goes Sony Michelle and Zach Ertz. Hmm. Tyler's on the clock. Tyler, you uh, you got a couple running backs, a couple receivers. What are you looking at here? I'm going to be honest. Um, I, I might have considered – Ertz here. Um, just looking at what's on the board, these are all kind of guys that I'm looking past. Um, you know, I, I just really not big on a lot of these guys right here, and you hate to have to reach for guys. Um, I've, I'm I'm really balanced right now. I've got two running backs, two receivers. I'm happy with all of those guys. Not real interested on taking the gamble on Henry. Um, with Gordon coming back and all the running backs there, I mean, I know there's no Gronk. I'm not really interested in Julian Edelman. I mean, I, I think that Lamar Miller will probably have more rushing yards than Mark Ingram, honestly. So he was on like a 1,500 yard pace at the end of last season. I don't think he's gonna Lamar Miller. I mean, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Sorry, Lamar Jackson. We were just talking about Lamar Miller. Lamar Jackson. That's, you know, that's an interesting take there, Tyler. No, no, no. Lamar Jackson, I think, might have more more rushing yards than Mark Ingram this year. Um, oof. Wow. Well, I guess I'll uh, I'll stick with my with my hot take here, and I'm I'm gonna go ahead and sign myself up for uh, Deshaun Watson and see how the rest of the draft wow. treats me. Interesting choice there, Tyler. I'm going to see how it plays out. And, and, and this is what we talk about. You know, We have our plans, right? We have our draft strategies we like to follow. And Aaron Rodgers goes Ooh. second. Aaron Rodgers goes after that. So back-to-back quarterbacks taken off the board in the fifth round. Me personally, I'm letting that happen. I, do, I don't mind if that happens. I've still got – I don't like it, but I don't like any of the guys that were right there. And you hate to reach past them when you can try to get an elite quarterback. And so I just I felt like I should roll with it. After Rodgers goes to Kevin, is Mark Ingram, Derrick Henry, and Julian Edelman off the board. And that give, that puts Helm back on the clock. Helm's first name is Nathan. We typically go by, call him by his last name, Helm. So if you hear us interchanging, that's who we're talking about there. 
Yeah. Now, <laughs> once again, Sleeperbot doing some interesting stuff here. We got a Sleeperbot at pick six who went Devonta Adams to start out. Then Gurley, Fournette, Chris Carson, Mark Ingram. Now, honestly, I just did a draft last night. It was actually our buddy Kevin's league here who's drafting five. And it's a two-quarterback league, so I went quarterback in the first round. And then I basically went running back heavy, and I didn't draft my receiver till the sixth round. I was actually the last person in that draft to draft my receiver. And I ended up with Calvin Ridley and Robbie Anderson in a 12-team league that's two quarterbacks. Um, ultimately, I, I'm comfortable with where I'm at, but I, I definitely don't like reaching just because I have a positional need. You should always take who you think should go at that spot, really. I mean, so... Not always saying, like, if you get to a certain point, you, you can't do that. But early on, don't just reach for a position because you need it when there's clearly a better player on the board. And you can always work trades and do things like that at a later point. After uh, Edelman, uh, Helm took Austin Eckler, followed by Philip Lindsay, Miles Sanders. And then Helm once again on the clock in the sixth round with second pick of the sixth round took Tyler Lockett. I think that's... An interesting choice with Cooper Cup and Calvin Ridley still on the board. I personally, uh, I'm not very high on uh, Tyler Lockett. I look at Kenny Galladay and Tyler Boyd who are still there, and I think one of those two has a better shot of being successful this year than Lockett does. After Lockett is a guy I was hoping would get back around to me, that's Tevin Coleman. I'm pretty disappointed in that. I was really hoping to sneak Tevin Coleman onto my roster. If you can get Tevin Coleman in the sixth round, I highly recommend it. He's gonna, he's a guy that should be, in my opinion, discussed in the same conversation as, as David Montgomery or Sony Michelle, and he's not just because uh, I guess because he hasn't really had this opportunity before to be the real guy in a what could be a high-powered offense. After Coleman goes Cooper Cup and AJ Green, then Kevin takes Calvin Ridley to give his his second receiver to join Amari Cooper and Tyler. You're back on the board. What are you looking at? I'm gonna do uh, another one of my not typical Tyler strategies here, and uh, that's go with the guy that I uh, kind of touted in our last podcast when we were talking tight ends, and that's gonna be OJ Howard here. Um, I see some guys a little bit later on in the draft. Um, I, I'm pretty even. I've got two running backs. I've got two receivers. I've got my quarterback. Um, I, I think here would be a great time to take a guy that can finish in top five in tight ends, and that's O.J. Howard. And uh, I, I like I like some of the guys later on the draft. And you're I making feel, us look like fools. Everything you said you didn't want to do, you're doing here in this draft. But, again, that just, hey, that's just us playing with, with the draft. Yeah, yeah. Us. I mean, whenever sleeper bots taken, you know, entire you know five rounds of one player you know one uh type of player then you're uh, you kind of get hamstrung but so after oj howard goes kenny galladay and tyler boyd both great uh six round wide receivers number one wide receivers on their team at least in tyler boyd's case for the time being but possibly he's the guy now in in cincinnati don't sleep on marvin jones he had a down here last year but he had some bad luck if you're looking at some statistics i mean it, it's some things that he could definitely have go his way again this year he just didn't really have the luck that last year with some of the 50 50 balls some of the deep balls they didn't connect I, I could see him definitely coming back up to closer what he was in 2017 than he was in 2018 so here we are in the sixth seventh round Again, I've got two running backs, three wide receivers. I look at the board right now, 
And I'm kind of in a similar situation to Tyler. I look at what's, what's available, and I don't like it a lot in terms of the flex positions. We get to my guy here. I <laughs> – there's a chance – I'm tempted here to take Baker Mayfield. For being 100% honest, I'm tempted to take Baker Mayfield. I personally do love Baker Mayfield. He's about to go Baker and Ingram right here. But I'm going to disappoint you, and I'm going to take a guy who has recently jumped into the – Josh Gordon uh, has recently oh. jumped into the conversation of guys who could be a top running back. I'm going to take Duke Johnson. Ooh, there he is. Here in the sixth round. Sleeperbot hadn't caught up on that yet, so there was no chance he was going to be gone unless a human took him. And, and I'm, I'm going to go with him. I'm going Duke Johnson. And then in the turn, I am going to go with my tight end pick since I got Chris Godwin. Like I said, I don't want O.J. Howard if I got Chris Godwin. And I'm going, a, I'm going Evan Ingram. I stick to my word, ladies and gentlemen. You can count on that. After Evan Ingram goes Jarvis Landry and then Matt Ryan. Ooh, we know it's a down year for Matt Ryan. Come on. It's an odd year. Sleeper bots <laughs> making a big mistake. God, they're really screwing that guy over. So, Tyler, you, you've got some uh, – a lot of – I can go – I'm flexible. I can go anywhere now at this point. I've got my lineup pretty well figured out. You've um, got a, an interesting running back there, James White, a guy we've talked about being underrated. you got Mike Williams, DJ Moore – Robbie Anderson, Latavius Murray, and I think a guy who you've always kind of leaned toward, oh, Josh Gordon. I hold a torch for Josh Gordon, but I can't do it right here. Honestly, I found myself going Robbie Anderson more and more in the past couple drafts that I've done this over this past weekend. I've ended up with Robbie Anderson on two teams, and I'm going to go ahead and keep rocking with it. Um, he's a guy that's going to lead his team in targets. He's been known as a red zone threat, and he's already shown uh, somewhat of a rapport with Sam Darnold, and I expect Sam Darnold to take a pretty big step forward this year. So I'm going to go Robbie Anderson here, go ahead and get my receiver situation um, solidified and look to some running backs with potential here later on in the draft. Robbie Anderson off the board with the fourth pick in the seventh round. That's going to put Kevin on the board. Kevin... Has no tight end. He's got three running backs, two wide receivers, and a quarterback. I wouldn't be shocked if Kevin chooses to fill out his roster with Hunter Henry, but there are some upside players left on the board that I, I personally I, – I didn't like what I saw. I went with Evan Ingram because I didn't like what I saw. I think that having a, a tight end, one of those top six tight ends, is pretty valuable this year, especially compared to others. I think there's more. There's more top-end depth at tight end than before. Before it was just kind of there was Kelsey and there was Gronk. And then Zach Ertz, after years of disappointment, finally came through. And then Kittle out of nowhere. But, I mean, you know, you had Greg Olson. You had some kind of stalwarts there. But, really, I mean, this year I feel like there's a ton of potential at tight end. Yeah, I I, I think that you look at even later in the drafts at some of these veterans that Tyler talked about. If you can't get one of these top six, I, I'm not one of those guys that's going to reach for Cook or McDonald. Uh, I saw that happen yesterday where there was a run on tight end. We got a Redskins pick, man. And then, oh, wow, in the seventh round, our Redskins homer takes Darius Geis. I I, I like it. Um, We got Mike Williams going to the sleeper bot. Sleeper bot makes a mistake here, takes Lamar Miller. Uh, That's okay. It, It just hadn't caught up yet. DJ Moore goes to sleeper bot, and then, man, Helm takes my guy. There he, he takes goes. Baker Mayfield off the board. I mean, Sleeper would have probably taken him before it got back to you anyway. Yeah, seventh round's not a bad place to get Baker Mayfield, if we're being honest. 
I just I felt that the need at tight end was more than Baker or more than a quarterback. I can still get a pretty quality The point differential between Baker and whatever you're going to be able to get next is, is not going to be as big as what the drop-off at tight end could be if you wait. Right. James White goes at the end of the seventh round and then begin the eighth round. Sleeper bot goes with Latavius Murray. And we got Helm back on the clock. He's got about 20 seconds here. He's got a pretty full raw. At this point, his roster's filled out. And so, you know, I'll be interesting to see what he decides to do here with his pick. He's got some interesting guys on the board. Josh Gordon, obviously, being the most notable. He's got Tariq Cohen, who could be very valuable in this kind of league and has been going around this time anyway. And that's who he goes with is Tariq Cohen. Kevin better not take Gordon. Hunter Henry goes in the eighth round after Cohen, then Allen Robinson, then Carson Wentz. And this is when drafting with your buddies gets fun because Kevin has the opportunity here to really, really get on Tyler's nerves, which is a classic Redskins thing to do. I did not expect Gordon to be there, and here he is. He left here. Josh Gordon. I'm doing it. That's an easy pick for Tyler. He goes with Josh Gordon. Vance McDonald is who Kevin went with to fill out his starting lineup. Yes. Alshon Jeffrey goes next. Kenyon Drake is after that. Underrated pick, Alshon Jeffrey. I mean, he is technically their number one. I hate the Eagles, but, you know. If you're in a standard it, it league. It is what it is. He's if you're in a standard league, I definitely think Alshon Jeffrey should be higher up on your your draft board than he, than he is in most ADPs in a standard league. Oh, yeah. So that leaves me in a very, very bad spot. Not a lot of running backs here that I like. Uh, I, you know, you've got guys like. Rashad Penny, Daryl Henderson, Kalen Balage, Jordan Howard. I, I, I'm out on all those guys. I, I don't think that's where I'm going to go. So I'm looking at quarterback. I still think I got some time. So I'm going to go with, and this is where me and Tyler think the real depth in this draft is, and that is at wide receiver. If you don't get a top-end wide receiver, don't panic. This happened to me yesterday. I got Keenan Allen in the second round and then didn't get another receiver until the fifth round. And I, I kind of, or sixth round, and I went on a run of receivers, and they're all guys that could really, really blow up. Number one guy I'm going to take is Christian Kirk. He's one of the guys we talked about the other day. Ooh, Helm's going to be upset about that. Following Christian Kirk in a half PPR league, I think I'm going to have to go with Curtis Samuel. Oh, what? A I, guy I, that I have not heard you talk about at all. Helm thought you were going to take Kalen Balage. I I I I heard news. This is uh, we we forgot to mention this in the news. Ken, Kenyon Drake's back in practice, so I I don't know how much I'm feeling Kalen Balage in that that uh, that backfield. If he's the number one guy and he's getting all the touches, sure, but not in this case. It's where not, it's not a super productive offense where you're just like you. That's a meal ticket for you. I mean, you know, a guy like Darwin Thompson later on in the draft, where it's like, man. That guy could really change my team. I mean, Kalen Balazs, even if he gets the starting role, could be close to an RB2. There's no chance he's an RB1, so I, I, I get it. At that point, when I'm taking Curtis Samuel, he, he's a complete uh, – all I'm waiting for is to see if he's going to blow up. He One of those guys I think is going to blow up in Carolina, whether it's him or DJ Moore. I think that him, with his abilities and, and his experience – He's been in that offense his third year now. I think Curtis Samuel has a chance to really blow up this year. So I, that's why I went with him. I, I've uh, watched him a little bit 
this preseason and just like what I've seen out of him so far. Then Christian Kirk's just uh, – he's the number one in, in Arizona in offense. I think he's going to be great. Yeah, I wish you would have let Christian Kirk get to me because I just want to throw up at who's on the board right now. I mean, I've already got my tight end and quarterback. I've got – Four receivers. I, I really need to go running back here. But, I mean, there's Jared Cook, Drew Brees, Dede Westbrook, Eric Ebron, Rashad Penny, Andrew Luck, Kalen Balaj, Kareem Hunt. I mean, just the list goes on of guys that I'm just really not interested in. Um, I'm going to have to look down a little further. And even going pretty far down looks a little absurd. So, I'm going to go ahead and take a guy that I think has the chance has the chance to uh to to really get a fair shake at it this year. We talked about him in our podcast last week. Philip Lindsay was phenomenal coming in out of nowhere. Royce Freeman had a great preseason last year and just kind of sputtered. And uh he he gave Philip Lindsay that little sliver of daylight and he ran with it. So I think this year they're gonna really give Freeman another chance at it and I'm just gonna I'm gonna take a chance on that Third round pedigree that the Broncos might might want to give another shot. Yeah, I think they really like Royce Freeman. I, I, they 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 definitely haven't given up on him. After Freeman goes, D.D. Westbrook. That's the other guy I was looking at instead of Curtis Samuel. I think I'm, I could come re- to regret that. D.D. Westbrook's one of my favorite players from OU, so that's that's hurtful to let him go. But I just felt like Samuel had the better shot. I think Nick Foles <clears throat> is going to do wonders for the receivers compared to Bortles. Not that they're all going to be elite, but compared to what Bortles was doing outside of the 2015 season when Allen Robinson and Allen Hearns were ballers, um, D.D. Westbrook is going to be good. So Jared Cook goes in the ninth spot, followed by Eric Ebron. I think that's way too high for Ebron. Uh, Sleeper Bot makes a mistake. Andrew Luck, followed by Helms, ninth round pick. That's Kareem Hunt. Interesting for Helm to take does Kareem he have, Hunt. He doesn't have Chubb, does he? He does not. He doesn't even have Chubb. So he's just counting on Kareem Hunt coming in and taking over. Following that's Rashad Penny. Then Cam Newton, Emmanuel Sanders goes in the. I like that with the second pick like in the that. tenth that's round. Good. I think that's a great pick. Uh, the Bears defense finally off the board in the 10th round. Whoever's going to do that in your league, let them do it. Drew Brees goes wow. after that. Dante Pettis goes uh, in the 5th pick of the 10th Everybody round. Everybody knows that should be Jalen Hurd. And then Kalen Balaj goes to Kevin, and we've got Tyler on the board here again. Tyler, looking at what you've got available, you, I think you've got a, a couple rookie running backs you could take here. Maybe a stretch for both of them, I think. Um, at receiver, well, I, I, it's it's clear to me as I scroll past all the players I'm uninterested in: Jordan Howard, Sammy Watkins, Sterling Shepard. Don't need Jared Goff. You're uninterested in Sterling Shepard. Yeah, I'm not interested in Sterling Shepard. I, I don't think that that offense has much going for it other than Saquon Barkley. Evan Ingram is going to be their target leader. I don't know that there's much meat left on the bone of a stale offense for a third option okay. in that offense. Um, if I had Aaron Rodgers, maybe I'd want Geronimo Allison for a stack. Um, I'm going to go ahead and go Darwin Thompson, take a shot on a meal ticket here. Oh, man. He's a, he's a guy that uh, he wouldn't have lasted much longer. I'm honestly surprised he got back to me. He, he wouldn't have got back to you again. That was my next pick for sure. Yeah. So that's frustrating to see him. Well, you've got board. a guy coming up. Sammy Watkins goes after Darwin Thompson. Then Jordan Howard off the board in the 10th round. I know you like to, to roster two quarterbacks, and I know exactly who you're going. 
Well, my first pick, this is an easy one. I'm taking my boy. I'm big OU guy. I'm going Kyler Murray right mm-hmm. here. Easy choice. Um, Kyler Murray, it's definitely a risk, but I've told you I like to take risks. It's a pretty easy choice for me. The question is now that I'm facing, I'm like Tyler. I don't like a lot of the skill possession positions left available here. Do I take my second quarterback now uh, where I've got Goff, Wilson, Winston, all Ooh, available? Wilson there? available in the 11th. I see that, and, and it's it's what I probably should do. But I'm looking at my roster. I see I've only got three running backs. Whether I like them or not, I've got to take one of these running backs here. I, I think that's what I've got to do with you know with the the unlikelihood that one of these guys makes it back to me. I don't like McCoy. I no. like Breida, but I'd like Breida a lot more if I had Tevin Coleman. Yeah, Adrian Peterson. I'm not so sure. If, if Geist is playing, I don't have any faith in Adrian Peterson. I mean, AP hasn't looked bad this preseason. And the I limited just steps he's gotten. But, I just but don't. With Geist, Geist yeah. throwing that stiff arm, out, stiff arm out, running hard. I mean, you got to think they want to get him going. Jalen Samuels, uh, um, unless you're handcuffing him for, for James Conner, I'm out. Yeah. And so that leaves me with, uh, with Devin Singletary, Peyton Barber, and Ronald Jones. Ooh. Um, I'm going right, Devin Singletary, Singletary easy. and and this is easy. a uh, he's going at 114, so maybe you know, his ADP is about 114, so maybe a little bit later. But I'm really rooting on this guy, not early in the season. I'm rooting on him late in the year, yep. hoping that he he comes around and becomes the guy in Buffalo. So after Devin Singletary goes Sterling Shepard, followed by Jared Goff and Tyler. You're on the board. You're not much of a two quarterback guy. You're not much of a two tight end guy. You're probably looking at some flyers. Uh, what are you looking at? What are you looking at in this round? Boy. Like, what, um, what, in terms of players, what is your um, – what's kind of your mantra here? Well, I mean, definitely some of the some of these guys with high upside. I've already got – I've already got a couple of them, you know, with Royce Freeman and Darwin Thompson. Um, I, I've got – I've got three receivers. I've got four running backs at this point. Um, I've got my quarterback and tight end. I – Definitely would probably be trying to find a receiver here. I just I don't have much faith in Corey Davis getting it together. Cortland Sutton doesn't really do anything for me. I'm gonna go DK Metcalf here. I'm gonna wait on a guy wow. that has has some touch has some red zone appeal in a half PPR league uh, that that has some value and uh, he's a guy that I can sit on um, with depth. So you're really not high on Geronimo Allison, huh? I mean, who who are you? You're higher on Geronimo Allison than uh, Marquez Valdez. If, if I uh, absolutely, if I didn't have, if I didn't have the five receivers on my roster already, I would have taken Geronimo Allison over Devin Singletary in a heartbeat. I, I he's the, to me he is the number two wide receiver. He's their new Randall Cobb, and I think that's extremely valuable. Um, he does go off the board. Kevin took Matt Breida. Uh, which I think is is again a good pick. I, I like it a lot better if I have Tevin Coleman. Did he not get Tevin Coleman? He did not. No. Okay. Uh, that was followed by Geronimo Allison. David Njoku goes to the sleeper bot, and then Russell Wilson, and we've got Helm on the clock. Russell Wilson in the eleventh round is Late. a brilliant uh, value pick. Late. It, that is that is incredible. I, I, I get why people sleep on him, and they talk about Schottenheimer's offense, but. I mean, he's Russell Wilson. He's been a top ten quarterback every year of his career. He's a magic man. He doesn't get hurt. 
like at least 85 of the, of the percent of the offense runs through him every year. I mean, obviously, I think a year or two ago, it was more in the 90s. I mean, it was like all the production came from him. I mean, he probably didn't have something to do with like less than five of the touchdowns. Following Wilson's going to be Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Marvin Jones goes at the end of the 11th round. Again, another great value pick. That's followed by LaShawn McCoy, Larry Fitzgerald, Corey Davis, the Los Angeles Rams, James Washington, and we got Kevin on the clock. Tyler, I want to talk a little bit about LaShawn McCoy versus Devin Singletary. Currently, McCoy is a starter. I took Singletary before McCoy. Would you agree with that pick if that were, if you were in my shoes? Absolutely. I mean, McCoy hasn't given you anything in the past few seasons that makes you think that he is going to be healthy all season. And I think that given the opportunity, whenever McCoy gets hurt, I mean, Frank Gore is, Frank Gore is not going to get hurt. So that's one thing. Frank Gore is technically ahead of Singletary right now. Frank Gore is not going to get hurt, but he's also just going to do Frank Gore things, which is he's going to be decent. But I think... It's going to come down to just flashiness and upside, and they're going to, when McCoy goes down, they're going to give Singletary a little bit more work. He's going to slowly ease, him way into, ease his way into something. I think around week eight, week nine, you could see him in more of a featured role than any of the rest of them. Lamar Jackson goes off the board. That puts Damn. Tyler up. Honestly, honestly, I would have considered Lamar Jackson. You heard me talking about him earlier, earlier in the podcast, and... I mean, he was on like a 1,500-yard pace last season. That's obviously absurd. That can't be sustained. But I I don't know. Could he get close to 1,000 yards as a quarterback? Probably. It's a, he's, he's completely different than any other quarterback in the league <coughs> and what they're doing. I mean, I, I don't know. We're just going to have to see how it starts playing out. But, I mean – he could definitely lead all quarterbacks in rushing yards, and that alone makes him much more valuable than where he's going at. Yeah, I, I, again, there's a lot of quarterbacks in this draft. You don't get one early, don't fret. You're going to have an opportunity to get one late that's going to be valuable. I mean, Jared Goff and Russell Wilson just went in the 11th round. And, and really and truly, both those guys should have gone over Kyler. That was a preference for me, and so that's why I went where I went. Tyler, you're on the board. Who are you going with? Now, this is just really just – Dumb luck and poor planning on my part, but it worked out. I'm gonna go Tony Pollard here. Yeah, I've got I, Zeke. I should have done it a round or two ago, and I got lucky that nobody took him. You gotta get your handcuffed for guys that are in really sketchy situations like Zeke is. And and, and Tyler's saying that's a big deal because Tyler is very anti handcuff. I do not believe in it at all. <laughs> but in this, oh man. <laughs> Oh, man, that's tough. So after Tony Pollard goes Adrian Peterson and then Jameis Winston, oh, who I had locked with, in. Stacking him with, with Chris, uh, Chris Godwin just in case. That was locked in for me. So that is – oh, that's a that's a rough, rough turnout right there. So I am going to go quarterback here. I, I think with a guy like Kyler Murray who has a ton of upside but not a lot of history, you've got to go with another quarterback that has a little bit more – History, Felipe Rivers. And and I think I'm going to go with the most consistent quarterback on the board, and that's Phillip Rivers. Yes. I, I, I would definitely consider Dak Prescott here. Actually, Ooh. you know what? I, I think I'm going to go Dak Prescott. Oh, man. I was I, I was probably going to go Dak Prescott with my deck. With my I, I, I'm going to go with Dak there. You know, Say what you will about us being Cowboys fans, but Dak Prescott has actually been an extremely – 
good fantasy contributor, especially stable. He's stable. 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 He's top 10, top 12. Um, he's got six rushing touchdowns in all three of his seasons, at least 22 touchdowns in all three seasons passing. And then you've got to think a full year with Amari Cooper healthy. Michael Gallup has looked fantastic oh my in camping. If and they could work that out, I mean, he, he's pushing top eight, getting close to six. You know, I mean, if, if he could have connected with Gallup on those passes he missed last year. So that, I expect that to be much better. And, and that leaves me with a, a weird spot here. I'll go ahead and tell you right now, I, I'm, I've got – Two picks left. Obviously, one of those picks is going to be defense. I'm going to save that for the very end of the draft. I'll take uh, you know whatever has the best matchup in week one and stream throughout the season. Here at the 13th pick, I'm taking a guy. I got to take a guy who has the most upside for where they're going. Don't care what their current situation is because this guy's not going to be in my lineup. So that leaves me really with two ch- with three choices: Alexander Madison, Justice Hill, and my boy Michael Gallup. Sounds like you're taking Michael Gallup. <laughs> the smart thing here is to probably take a running back. That's what traditional wisdom would tell you. I've only got four running backs. I've got six wide receivers. But you picked up Dak. But I picked up Dak, and I like to stack. I like to have the stack. I'm yeah. going. I'm going Michael Gallup there. Here we are into the thirteenth round. Again, there, there defenses might, are going good, and that puts Tyler on the clock here. After a couple defenses off the board, sign me up. I Let's think Tyler's see. kind of. Um, on my wavelength of, of thinking with defenses, we'll just stream. Oh, yeah. Uh, we don't know what's – you have no idea how a defense is going to perform uh, early in the year. So I, I don't see any reason why you would – I'm actually disappointed. I, I made a mistake there, guys. I probably should have taken John Brown. Well, you have no uh, nothing to worry about with me taking John Brown. I'm going to do another – non-Tyler thing, and that is to lock up my other very injury-prone running back, lock up his guy, Alexander Madison. Wow. And uh, just go ahead and do that. I don't really see anything right here. I'm not interested in having two quarterbacks because look at the quarterbacks that are left. Phillip Rivers, Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger, Kirk Cousins. I mean, those are all guys that I could throw in my lineup on any given week and feel okay about it. So I'm going to be able to stream a quarterback if I have to. I'm going to lock up that because Dalvin Cook has not proven that he can stay healthy. So, Off the board after Madison goes the Browns defense, the Chargers defense. Jalen Samuels goes uh, with the seventh pick in the 13th round. Cortland Sutton goes after that, and we've got Helm on the board. Cortland Sutton, another guy late in the round in a PPR, half PPR league that uh, – could be very, very. He could be the red zone guy for Joe Flacco for sure. He also, I could see him catching, uh, getting some, some uh, a lot of targets in that offense. Uh, we like Emmanuel Sanders, but we still don't know what's going to happen with the receivers. Deshaun Hamilton's there. You don't know where the the targets are going to go yet. Flacco's been a. Uh, I don't even know how to describe. He's been elite. <laughs> He's never been elite. He never should have got the contract he did, but. I don't know how to describe how Flacco's been throughout his career. Helm's running out of time here, and it looks like he is going to go with the Ravens' defense. And then Deshaun Jackson goes, followed by Phillip Rivers at the very end of the draft. Solid. And then we've got Helm on the clock again. We're going to go ahead and uh, I think Helm uh, Helm had to step out. So he's going to get Peyton Barber, a great pick there at the end of the draft. 
Um, after Barber is going to be Justin Jackson, Ronald Jones, Delaney Walker. Oh, nice. And then Kevin uh, is on the clock now. Uh, Tyler, you're looking here. Are you going defense, or are you gonna you gonna go without a defense? Let me let me see who we're looking at here. Probably gonna let uh, John Brown continue to get to you. So, um, ooh, let's see. Depending on who Kevin takes.